0: Hello and welcome to TFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hertz, and Today, we continue our 32 for 32 series with a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You do not need me to tell you just how successful their 2020 to 2021 season was. Super Bowl champs beat the Washington football team, the Saints, the Packers, and most convincingly, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wasn't always smooth. I mean, there were some parts throughout the year we wondered if Tom Brady would truly mesh with these receivers ever. Spoiler alert, he did just fine. Defense certainly got better as the year went on as well. With that said, Tom Brady is back. They're still playing a talent on the roster and we got the next season to look forward to so bruce arians tom brady they're all back they're trying to win it again and i have a very very special guest on today to help us figure out just what they might need to do to try to win things again in 2021 he covers the buccaneers for the athletic he is co-author of champa bay which is a great name by the way greg Almond, who you can follow on twitter at greg allman that's a-u-m-a-n greg man got super bowl championship man offseason must be treating you well right now
1: Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a fun time of year to be busy. Uh, you know, most of the time January is not always a busy month in Tampa last, uh, couple of years so uh yeah it's, it's been fun and uh, still kind of enjoying it and things will get busy here in a hurry with free agency coming up
0: 100 we are recording this on march 1st so it was the jj watt news day also got alex smith getting yeah. released things are coming up fast so apologies by the time this gets out there's a little bit extra news but again march 1st and we'll do the best we can to get you prepared for the offseason so greg why don't you start things off with your top three team needs for the buccaneers ahead of this offseason
1: Yeah, it's like we won't really know until free agency comes and goes. Uh, If you assume that they're able to kind of keep the biggest of their free agents, they've got a a ton of impact free agents that they could be in a position to lose. Uh, Chris Godwin and Levante David and Shaq Barrett and Dominican Sue and Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown. Uh, Whoever of those groups leaves obviously leaves a hole behind. Um, But if they don't, they'll be in a really nice position where they can kind of draft as they please. There's not... Uh, a glaring need like there was a tackle last year. Um, so I think of their top positional needs just in terms of long-term um, starts at outside linebacker where they just have very little depth and very little young developmental players to go behind Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. So I'll start there. Uh, I'll go to the defensive line where again, they're, they're just getting old um, and Dominican through 34. They've got some other key free agents that are backups. So it's a chance to get younger there as well. Uh, and then third is, is tough. I mean, it, it, there's positions that they're really strong, but are going to get expensive in a hurry. So uh, you might even go cornerback um, where they're going to have to pay three guys in the next two years. Um, and they kind of need to have backup plans in place where they're not just going uh, to a rookie in, in a year or two when they have to find replacements for these expensive young cornerbacks.
0: It's funny because they, it's particularly in the front seven, like they kind of already had this you know, quote unquote, problem last year. And they just re-signed a lot of these guys to one-year deals. Right. You know, they're bringing back Dom Suh on his latest, you know, kind of mercenary contracts. He's been going around the league just finding the biggest deal. And it worked out just fine. So, again, yeah, like you said, by the end of free agency, we'll know a lot more about what they need to look at going through the draft. But sticking with that front seven, because, I mean, you brought up Levante, David, Shaq Barrett, Dom Suh, all these guys are free agents. We got Devin White jpp i mean there's still some studs there on the defensive line and front oh, yeah. seven even if they leave do you see them still prioritizing someone like davis and like barrett who again great players but when you already got to pay some other dudes elsewhere maybe you could see them walking elsewhere for more money yeah i mean they like carl
1: davis a lot i mean he's gonna get a year from now he'll be their premier free agent um uh tom brady might be as well but uh of their young guys, he'll be the big expensive one to get. And he might be, you know, if you think about where the corner market is going, he might be a $20 million a year corner a year from now. Um, the nice thing is that he's been ridiculously inexpensive up to this point. So again, they're, they're going to have to do the same thing with Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting to a lesser extent in, in 23. Um, but yeah, I think their goal is to keep this this group intact. It just gets a lot trickier because the guys that they have to re-sign on defense are getting younger and you're paying them on the way up and not on the way down and that's usually more expensive
0: yeah we'll see how things work out right not only the jets and falcons have fewer 2021 $20, dollars devoted to the safety and cornerback rooms, so get all those guys back i'm sure we'll be talking about anyone's idea of a top 10 defense again but we'll see how that plays out want to flip over to receiver because you mentioned this briefing on chris goblin antonio brown even if you want to loop the tight ends in there with rob gronkowski a lot of moving parts goblin let's focus on him because i think if we just have to look at you know future just potential ability to continue being a great player i mean the guy's still young and he has Seemingly, the best years of his career still ahead. How confident are you that the Buccaneers can figure out a way how to get Chris Godwin back in Tampa Bay in 2021?
1: For one year, I think it's fine. They can just franchise him. I mean, he's it's one of those where he's getting a raise from two million dollars to sixteen million in one year. Um, But if he was on the open market, I think he's probably a close to a twenty million dollar receiver. The way those guys are getting paid. So uh, he's only 25. He's still very much ascending. Uh, so I think I think maybe one more year you're able to keep him that they can't really afford to pay him and Mike Evans at full market value. Uh, but they can kind of pull it off as a as a band-aid, as a one year fix to franchise him and, and then probably see him take a lot of money to be somebody's number one a year from now.
0: And where do you see Antonio Brown's uh, fit into this picture? Because, OK, maybe he didn't look like the you know same world beating talent that we saw basically take over the league in Pittsburgh for all those years. But he came in for all we know, we didn't hear, you know, a ton of off the field problems that everyone was kind of worried about. Bruce Arians yeah. said the second he stopped being a model citizen, he would be off the team. He was on the team. So as far as we know, he was doing what he was asked. Do you think AB will be back with the Buccaneers or did he do enough in that year to maybe go get a bigger contract elsewhere with, you know, might be a little bit you know, closer to what his talents are these days?
1: Yeah. I think the whole thing with AB is if he wants to get paid and if he's in a position to get paid, I think he's probably going to get paid more elsewhere because the Bucks have, I mean, if they're keeping Godwin, uh, they'll have really good depth at receiver. I mean, Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson are two really good up-and-coming receivers, so you don't want to pay to stifle them. I mean, I'm sure they're a better team with Antonio Brown at receiver. Um, they got him kind of cheap this year. It was like, even with the Super I think he got $750,000 for winning the Super Bowl, was still only like a $2 million receiver, which is a great deal for somebody of his caliber. Um, if he's okay being that guy again, he can chase another Super Bowl. Now, if he wants to go get... Two years and, and 12 million from somebody who sees a bigger role for him. Um, he can do that. It's just you, you don't know how he's going to be received in that new city and that new team. Um, I think he knows he has a coach and a quarterback that believe in him here in Tampa. Like you said, he's behaved very well. He's done and said all the right things since he's been here. Um, so again, I think if he came at the right price, they'd love to have him back, but I don't think they can afford to give him double or triple what he made this past season.
0: Yeah, it's probably be up to AB whether or not he wants to come to Tampa or not. You know, Because then, again, should be able to get more money elsewhere. But, you know, as maybe at this point in his career, other things are more important. Uh, so, again, those top three team needs from Greg, offensive linebacker, defensive line, and cornerback, we got receiver there. Again, there's a lot of just moving parts right now with all these kind of free agents, you know, in limbo. So we will know a lot more here come, you know, halfway through the month of March when we know what guys are staying, what guys are going. want to move on now to some 2021 workload-related questions. Again, we're recording this on March 1st. Greg cannot predict the future but we'll ask him to try his best with everything we know right now i want to stick on those aux- auxiliary uh, receivers for a second because you brought up tyler johnson scotty miller i mean these guys truly made some great plays both of them especially scotty uh, throughout the year you know as a field stretcher but even tyler you know some of the things he did i think proven he's more than a slot receiver like i think we have reason to be optimistic on both guys i know you know maybe having goblin and ab back could stifle their development but out of those two tyler versus scotty which one are you higher on in terms of just their long-term future with the buccaneers
1: I think Tyler Johnson can be a really special receiver. He, he reminds me a lot of, of what Chris Godwin was as a rookie. Uh, didn't have a lot of catches, didn't play a big role, but really impressed. I mean, has made some spectacular catches when he's had the ball thrown his way. He's somebody they trusted in some really big game situations. Um, I got to cover the Outback Bowl last year where he had just an absolute amazing final college game. At like 200 yards, uh, probably the best touchdown I, I saw in 2020 was a back of the end zone, jumping, leaping, toe tap catch he made. Um, So I I think he's got a a world of potential ahead of him. I think Scotty Miller has done great to do what he did. I mean, he was their leading receiver in receiving yards halfway through the year last year. Um, I think it's probably where he fits in. I think he's probably, you know, a really good complementary, deep threat, number three type receiver. Um, He's got two more years in his rookie contract, can really try and build on what he's done already.
0: He was making some uh, headlines, you know, before and after the Super Bowl saying how he thinks he's the fastest guy in the league. I don't want to ask that question. That's you know insulting. You know Tyree Kill and some other guys. Maybe not insulting. I don't know. I've never seen him race, but just from you, Greg, you've been covering this team, you know, for decades. Is Scotty Miller the fastest wide receiver you've seen suit up for Tampa Bay? We'll say since two thousand.
1: I think the important thing is that Scotty thinks he is, Uh, (laughs) and he's got. He absolutely has. I mean, if you you can't be a receiver or a corner in this league unless you have all world confidence. Um, so I, what I like about Scotty is that he doesn't care who tells him they're faster. He'll, he'll line up and he'll run with them. Um, and again, I mean, if you look in, if you look in the playoffs, he didn't make a ton of plays in the playoffs, but he got behind a defender in the last play of the half in green Bay. And it was just a crushing touchdown. I mean, that, that touchdown really created some separation there. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, you know, guys that can get open and get behind people, he, he's not going to have a 200 yard quarter like Tyreek Hill had against the Bucks, but Uh, But again, I I think the confidence is what you see when he's like, Tyreek Hill? No, I I can be faster than that guy, no problem. And even after the fact, when it kind of blew up and like uh, you might have motivated the Chiefs' biggest weapon, he's like, no, um, I still think think I'm faster. We're going
0: to take a quick break to pay some bills. PFF and Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth is teaming up with one of the best players on and off the field. 49ers All Pro cornerback Richard Sherman. The Chris Collins with podcast featuring Richard Sherman is available now wherever you find your podcast. They'll provide the most interesting football conversations in sports every single week, and sometimes that means the discussion will venture off the field too. Additionally, Chris will be taking a dive into the game of football as he sees it, inviting in the best and brightest to talk about everything that is happening in the great game of football. Mark your calendars. You do not want to miss the best 60 minutes of insight this season. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your opportunity at a one. 1- $1,000 deposit bonus. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get an opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook so for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-NINE-WITH-IT, or in Virginia, call 888. 888- 5 three, two, 3 5 0 0 I, Yeah, I, I love the confidence, man. I hate when some of these wide receivers, they get called, you know, uh, just divas and all this, because they want the ball more like, I want a wide receiver that wants the ball to be thrown to him, and I don't mind if the field stretcher thinks he's the fastest guy in the league. Why not keep working, Scotty? Maybe you'll get there one day. Now, the one wide receiver we haven't mentioned, the alpha, the number one, Mr. Mike Evans. I mean, to me, again, I, I didn't have the insider info, but he was seemed like he was banged up all season long, almost from like week two on that Chargers game, I think might have been the first time I saw him get banged up on and off the injury report. I mean, it wasn't exactly, you know, just, uh, I guess, a mystery, but still managed to score 13 touchdowns, get over 1,000 yards. And that was with only 109 targets. I mean, that was a career low mark. We did see a bunch of games where, I mean, Evans, you know, they would say he gets shut down, but you look at the box scoring. It's like, okay, this guy is really never, you know, he can make any catch, any contested catch. I don't want to say he got shut down when he got three targets throughout the entire game. I see a similar argument with DK Metcalf sometimes, Need to see where Godman and where AB settle down, but could you see Evans next year getting back more into that 140 target range if he's healthier and in the year oh, two yeah. of this offense offensive Brady?
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he had a bad ankle for most of the first half of this season that he pushed through. And then, you know, in the playoffs, you know, you look at that, that hyper extension of his knee in the last week of the season uh, I think people, if you watched him not able to put weight on that leg coming off the field, I don't think people thought he might play in the playoffs. So to come back and have a hundred yard game against the Redskins to have a touchdown, later on. Um, you know, I mean, he, he, he does have games where it's, it's two one-yard touchdowns or something like that. Uh, but in terms of, of just Tom Brady recognizing a red zone threat and just taking full advantage of it, he did that. And again, if he's full go next year, um, you know, I, th- I think you could have the same touchdowns and have, like you said, a couple more hundred yards and 30 more catches. He, he can do a lot more. And I think they recognize that when he's on the field, it kind of opens things up for everybody else because of the attention he draws as well.
0: Yeah, I'm ready for teams just to start treating him almost like a punt gunner on the goal line, like put two guys just right there Damn. on the screen. Remember, prime Des Bryant got that look a few times. I mean, truly, Brady and Evans inside the five-yard line was just like clockwork last year. Hopefully, they can get him more involved in the other areas of the field as well. We know he can dominate from anywhere he's been doing his whole career. Hopefully, 2021 brings that on. I want to look at this run game because, you know, artists known as Playoff Lenny, the guy did great in January. I know that apparently, you know, in November, even early December, there were talks maybe releasing him. Obviously, he overcame that and blame most of his opportunities. With that said, I think we could all agree Ronald Jones is the better back throughout the year. Keyshawn Baum, maybe in year two will be more involved as well. So first question, do you see Fournette back with the Buccaneers next season? And if not, what kind of running back do you see them maybe replacing him with in terms of a pass catcher, you know, three down stud, early plotter,
1: floor is yours. Yeah, he's probably, of all those free agents, I think he's probably the one I feel like is most likely to be gone. Uh, just because I think there are going to be other teams that see him as a, as a workhorse number one back Um, you're seeing all kinds of projections where he gets like $8 million a year, which is great for him. I mean, he went to the Bucs on a a one-year, $2 million deal. Um, And like you said, I mean, mid-season, week 14 with a playoff berth on the line, he's a healthy scratch for the Bucs. They dressed LaShawn McCoy ahead of him. So things worked out really well for Fournette in in that Rojo broke his pinky and got COVID and hurt his quad – and Leonard Fournette just stepped up in a huge way and was playoff Lenny and went over 100 yards of scrimmage three times in four games, had a great postseason and absolutely earned every dollar he's going to get. I think if he were coming back to the Bucs, I think it would have to be on a similar type, cheap uh, opportunity type contract. He has that chance to make a lot more now. So I think if he does get two years and 16 million or something like that, uh, the Bucks will wish him well. Um, I do think their priority will be getting a pass catching back. Uh, that's kind of what they like to do with Tom Brady. Is and, and Fournette did that fairly well. Um, he and Ronald Jones both had some problem with drops and fumbles after catches. Um, James White is a free agent from the Patriots. Obviously, he's a guy. I was just gone. about
0: to say his name.
1: <laughs> he's got like 300 catches from Brady, 24 touchdowns. Um, he's like the it's like you, you would be asking someone else to try and be James White if you brought them in. So if you can get him, and I think there's reason to think it could work out. I mean, he really wasn't as big of a factor with the Patriots. He went through a rough year last year, lost, uh, lost a stab in a car accident and had some, some personal problems he dealt with off the field. But like I said, I think if he wants to go back to the guy that used him best, it, it's being Tom Brady's go-to pass catching running back. So I don't think he will be that expensive. I think, He can kind of fit into that four net role where he compliments Ronald Jones, probably is a little better as a pass catcher, Um, maybe not as as good an overall back if you need somebody to step up and give you 25 carries. I I don't know that they need him to be that. I think he can just be a a 60 catch, eight touchdown type back and, and be a good compliment to Ronald Jones. Yeah,
0: I feel like in, you know, fantasy football land, we all want those receptions all the time because it's such a cheat code just the way and things are scored. And because Ronald Jones really struggled with that, people almost didn't appreciate how good he was just with the ball in his hands as a pure rusher throughout the season. So, I mean, James White coming in would not help us get those target totals up, but still realize that Rojo with 220, 250 touches, even if most of them are on the ground, perfectly capable of making the most of those. Last thing before we get your bold offseason takes, so – it was amazing to me with Tom Brady, like, okay, my first concern with him going this year was would father Tom catch up to him? Would his arm strength be gone? That was perfectly fine. You can see it from week one on this. dude can still launch the ball down the field. But the second biggest surprise for me was how efficient he was in year one in this system. I and mean, we saw each of Carson Palmer, Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, 40 turnover worthy plays in their first season of Bruce Arians. Brady had just 15 all season, including the playoffs. Again, it's almost like Mike Evans, where it's you know hard to say that someone can get better after a very good year, but Tom Brady, I mean, at some point he has to get older but with that said year two in arian's offense could we see a better version of him if we can you know just put aside the potential physical drop off
1: yeah oh yeah i mean it's one of those where i mean i think he's probably upset about the the 12 12 picks he threw the 15 <laughs> interceptions he had with the playoffs i mean that's that's a high number for him so he can definitely i mean as much as they cut their turnovers more than in half this year they'll want to do it again next year so i mean i think brady again he's gonna be hard pressed to throw 40 touchdowns again, but. Um, all you have to do is tell Brady he's, he can't do something and he's got all the motivation he needs. So I think he'll be back. Um, I, I'm sure they'll want to have a little bit more offensive balance. and have more of a run game just to ease some of the burden on him. Um, but as long as he stays healthy, um, he's going to have great cast of, of talent to throw to. He, he should be in line for a really good season again in, in 21 here.
0: And again, like, you know, if Goblin and AB and some of these guys leave, it's not going to be ideal, but don't sleep on Scotty uh, Tyler. O.J. Howard may be coming back healthy. Can you yeah. Last thing real quick with O.J. Howard. Do you expect him to be at full go come you know training camp? We haven't heard a lot of this stuff just on his injury update.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's one of those where you know the Bucs have to figure out something at tight end because you can't really pay three tight ends $6 million or more, and that's what they'd be doing to bring Gronk back, to have O.J. Howard on his fifth-year option, and to have Cam Brate back. So it, it means probably either trading or cutting Howard or Brate um, just to kind of free up some salary cap room for other people. Uh, they both have been great. Howard, I thought really had a good rapport with Brady had some touchdowns early in the year before he got hurt. Um, that was a big loss for them. I mean he's a lot like Gronk in that he can run and block uh, catch and block to where he's on the field it's not really a tell whether you're running or throwing. So to have two of them, if you have Bronk and, and Gronk and Gronk and Howard on the field at the same time, I think it really does a lot to to keep def- off you know keep the opposing team guessing what you're doing.
0: Greg, fantastic stuff. Great points all around. Do you have a bold offseason take you can leave us with, whether it's a free agent signing, uh, draft edition, or just a 2021
1: workload note? No, nah, you know, it's hard to do a bold take because, I mean, they're, they're the Super Bowl champs. I mean, I'm not going to call for them to repeat because that's, that's way too far ahead. Um, I think they win the NFC South. I think they're hosting a playoff game. And then kind of what happens from there, it's a much easier path to the Super Bowl uh, in Los Angeles if they want to try and do that again uh, a year from now.
0: All right, I'm going to test you just a little bit. Gun to your head then. Will Chris Goblin will be back with the Buccaneers in 2022?
1: I'll say no. I'll say no. Like, I, I'm, they'd love to have him. He's okay. going to be a rich man. He's going to have a 10-touchdown season this fall. He's going to get, like, five years and $110 million from, like, the Colts or the Ravens or somebody who will absolutely feature him and make him a, a Pro Bowler every year.
0: Go get paid, Chris. And yeah, 2021 franchise tax certainly makes sense. But after that, go get that $20 million per year if someone wants to dish it out. Greg, fantastic stuff. Everyone make sure you follow Greg on Twitter, at Greg Almond, and check out that book, Champa Bay. Where can they read and see your stuff throughout the offseason, Greg?
1: Yeah, everything I write to The Athletic at theathletic.com. Uh, like you mentioned, I'm on Twitter at my name, Greg Almond, G-R-E-G-A-U-M-A-N. Uh, and the book, the Buccaneers Championship book is, uh, is from Triumph Books. You can get it at triumphbooks.com. Thanks very much
0: fantastic stuff thank you greg and thank you everyone out there for listening to the pff fantasy football podcast he's greg i'm ian until next time take care everybody